dropped the interception. I'm like, oh, my God. Did you see that anticipation? That's from coaching, baby. Yeah. That's from coaching. He should do what he does. Dion knows he's doing. I had a, a, a LSU fan said that uh, he should come to LSU. I said, the SEC is not ready for Deion Sanders. Not right now. Okay? Not right now. I said, because he's going to come in, and he's going to be who he is. And people, you know, we live below the Mason Dixon line. A lot of people don't like that. Well, no, no, no. And, 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 and listen, I, I do think, um, I, I'm not going to deny that. I do think there is, unfortunately, some truth to that. I will say this. Which, by the way, I don't think Brian Kelly's going anywhere anytime soon. But I do think there would be people, even south of the Mason-Dixon line, who would sign up for the Deion, for Deion Sanders, knowing what comes up with this, because I think you would agree with me. The prime effect is very real. The prime effect is that when Kelly goes, all his assistants go. All his assistants are gone. Don't get a hold of them, because they're leaving. Hook, nook, or crook, they got to go. Dion coming in with his own staff. Yeah. Because course. it's working for him. Yeah. It's working for him. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he's going to leave Colorado because Travis Hunter can't go yet. What do you got? One more year before he's over before the draft? He does. This year? He's got another year. He got another year. Then he's over before the, you know, for the draft. Yeah. And he's going to go to pro. He's going to take the money. I'm very impressed with uh, 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 Shador. I watched the game Saturday. I only caught, uh, let me see, the third quarter. Had some issues with the auto. I had to get that worked out. I think every senator in Louisiana and congressman and, 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 and representatives have invested into every automobile shop in the state. I had to put my third set of uh, a shock absorbers, what do they call them? Yeah, um, we don't have the best roads in this state. My God, I never thought this many shock absorbers in the I mean, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I and, the, and the more and the more south thing. you go, the worse it gets. Raider fan, we're up against it, brother. But good call today. Appreciate you, um, Raider. Raider fan out. Uh, BC, look, I don't, I don't think Brian Kelly's going away anytime soon. I, I could be proven wrong. Um, I think he will eventually turn this thing around and get the program the way they want it. However, this thing, and I know they, this was a topic of conversation with, with Puff and, and uh, AJ this morning, like, what has he proven? Well, he, I don't think he deserved this job. Or, well, he, he can he win a championship? Well, he hasn't been in a place long enough to do that. But that doesn't mean that he won't. He's been at Colorado one year. He's been at Jackson State two years. What we do know is, when he has been, at least initially, they've been successful. No. And, man, like 18, like the, the community of Boulder, they're averaging $18 million per home game. Colorado is seven of the top ten most watched games of the season. If something were to happen to Brian Kelly, which I hope not and don't think it would, you would be stupid not to give Deion Sanders a blank check. No, I, but I, I think almost any school in the country yeah. to have a, that has an opening, 
he would be in their top three easily. No, I'd agree. I think he'd, and I think he's going to entertain you know any job that shows him any amount of interest because he wants to see what his options are. And like you said, the job that he's done at Colorado has been pretty impressive to this point. I'll say this: I think Dion can win championships. I still don't know if you can do it at Colorado. Like, no, it's, it, I don't think you can either. But do, it's going to be the next job. Yeah. An eight to ten win team yes. annually. I think yes. you can, which yes. is a great job. Here's the thing: there are. I know NIL has changed some things, but there are certain jobs that winning a national championship kind of is unrealistic. I know it's happened in Colorado, but, but I don't see it happening anytime yeah. soon. No, I'd agree. And, and Tapes and I were just talking. You know, you hear Dion maybe mentioning for Michigan State. I wouldn't touch Michigan State because. It's a move up in the conference, but you're still going to be below Michigan, well, Ohio State, Penn State, some of those schools in the pecking order. Have you seen the rumblings going on social media right now? Yes, I have. I don't know if I'll buy them. Uh, I, uh, I'm just saying, by the way, it's Urban Meyer. As far as football, it's great. instantly make them better. <laughs> Other than that. It would no. instantly make them more interesting, but from everything Michigan State's been through through the last few years, you couldn't, have a, you couldn't have it worse higher. No, no, it could but be I, worse. That said, I hope it happens. Me too. I'm here for the drama. <laughs> Tell us what's going on with Bleed Tech Blue. Yeah, I got a big show plan. Of course, we'll talk about the UTEP win. Uh, it's been a while since Tech won a road game. We'll touch on the Brevin Randall situation real briefly. We're not going to get too off into the weeds, especially since Tech's kind of trying to close the door on that. We'll be joined by Derek Dean inside Hilltopper Sports discussing all things Western Kentucky. Yeah. Give out our midseason report card grades, and then we're going to have Lane Burroughs on as well. Uh, I'm, sure, nice. I'm sure you saw this. Diamond Dogs will host Mississippi oh, yeah. State in a fall game here in a couple and of weeks. And play Auburn in Biloxi. Yeah, so, so big fall for Louisiana Tech. We'll catch up with Coach Burroughs. Excited to hear from him. Real, real quick, i got to apologize, but you get this. Um, a lot of times, folks, we, we, we try to do the same thing on Bleed Tech Blue, the Edge Sports Company, is, hey, we want to hear from our opponents. Unfortunately, with some of the schools, there, ain't there aren't a whole lot of options, and we kind of – I try to avoid people you have. Well, and I'll right. be honest, the guy yeah. I got from Western Kentucky, Sean, I don't know a lick about him. Like, I could get him on. Yeah. You, you've had those interviews where they're not great. Uh, we're going to see how it goes, though. Well, I, I've got Derek on. That's what I'm saying. I've got him on Thursday morning on the edge okay. to see a tuppy. But, like, if you get, when we're talking about UTEP, there's only going to be Brent yeah. Bloomquist. Yeah, there ain't many. Texas, there's only going to be Brett Vito. So there isn't a whole lot of options. Fun show today, brother, as always. I look Appreciate forward to it. Tuesdays. You crush it. For Ben Carlisle, for John Tabor, I'm Sean Fox. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock for another edition of The Company. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977.
Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Terror, Sports Talk 97.7. Appreciate you joining us on this Tuesday night. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or the text on 888-993-7762. Louisiana Tech, victorious on the road, 24-10 at UTEP on Friday night. The road losing streak is over, but by week, Beck hadn't changed a thing. <laughs> That was my lock of the year, one and yeah. zero compared to your zero and one. Uh, well, do I know football or do I know football? Didn't have you in for the post game show, Beck. I had to make an emergency trip down to Florida and do a little fishing. Uh, hey, Pops, at least you watched the game. I did watch the game, so I can appreciate that. But I just had to bust your chops a little. That's bit. That's fine. Tapes was unhappy when I walked into the studio Tapes, this was Friday a, night. This was a good reason to to miss. Could have called. I I could. Uh, Tapes, you want to know? Tried to get him you, to. He probably doesn't care. I left at we, 4 in the got, morning and fished the te- all day. We've got the text, the text machine rolling out. You could have texted in. I, I wasn't awake, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was up at 4 in the morning and had to get up at 4 Listen the next morning. Listen to this morning. guy. Tapes, don't let him have it. Tapes, I well, appreciate he, you. I think he was still up doing 12-ounce curls. I still haven't given you your cookie yet. You better be nice to me. This man's got a point. <laughs> he did give him the do, but he hasn't given him the cookie. So, nonetheless, Bulldogs win 24-10. At UTEP, in case you missed it, Smoke Harris housed one for a 67-yard punt return. You know what? Crazy. I saw this on Twitter. You're, Only you're his probably, first of the year. His, first no, his first career. career. You would have thought he had three or four. Yeah. You know what happened the first three or four years? He got, he got No, he got through the line. I mean, the traffic pretty good, but then everybody caught him before he made yeah. it to the end zone. Sonny Covey joked about that in his press conference today. So they've been working on the long speed a little bit. I have never met or seen somebody so quick. That, but just slows down it, well, so fast. And not because he's tired. He, well, he just runs out of gas. I guess, or just, I don't know. We got turbo boost, but that's it. Yeah, for his efforts, he was named Conference USA Special Teams Player of the Week. I believe he is also named Louisiana Sports Writer Special Teams <laughs> Player of the Week. So good on old Smokey for taking one back 67 yards against UTEP on Friday night. Before we jump into things, uh, Derek Dean, Inside Hilltopper Sports, will join us at 6.30. We'll also have Lane Burroughs join us at 7 o'clock. Diamond Dogs have cranked up things this fall, so uh, excited to talk with both Derek and Lane Burroughs tonight. Also, 6.45, we're going to give out some midseason report card grades. Beck, I'm be real honest with you. Not good. It ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. And uh, let's get into breaking this game down because uh, it ain't pretty. <laughs> I'll be I'll, okay. Hold on a sec. I'll give Tech a lot of credit. They got out of the gates, like, which we net, which we do not do. No, Jack hit, up fourteen early, fourteen J- zero early. That does not happen. Doesn't happen. Jack was making his second career start, but man, it makes the day easier. It makes it easier when you start out ahead. Yeah, and you got a backup quarterback. It takes a little pressure off him. Okay, all right. This isn't part of breaking down the game, but I want to ask you this. Come be talk today. It, obviously, you got the Thursday game this week with. 
Western Kentucky. Tuesday game with Middle Tennessee. Quick turnaround. Obviously, played this past Friday. So, you know, back-to-back-to-back short weeks. You get it. Cumbie talked about how how do you manage it? How do you keep your guys ready? How do you handle a practice schedule? Blah, blah, blah. And he said, going back to Friday, when you jump out to a big lead like we did, sometimes on the sideline you think about shortening the game. Now, I'm not... I'm not saying that he's wrong. Shortening how? Like running the Run ball? the football? But that offense was bad. Like, it wasn't shortening the game. Like, it wasn't very good. Like, Jack couldn't get into a rhythm. He finishes 9 of 20, 152 yards, 85 came on his first throw of the game. Uh, a little Tim Tebow slant route. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Except Cyrus didn't house it like Demarius Thomas did, R.I.P., but, like, well, this, this is what it was, was it. a quick start. But Beck, I'm so concerned about this offense. Oh. Like, I can't, like, I can't. Okay, so, it. so the we talked a lot about Jack passing the OI test in Nebraska. You made a good point this week. There's You're a little out. smarter than me. Okay, Nebraska blitzed us less than any team has all year long. Yep, didn't you, have to. You call it. You call. Didn't have to. Better athletes knew they were going to win the game. You called it glorified seven on seven. It's a good point. In a way, it was. UTEP was like, we're going to blitz him because that's what we do. Yeah. And, hey, Western Kentucky, if Jack's back in there this week, we don't really know as far as what Tech's going to do at quarterback. Western's going to blitz him a whole lot more than UTEP did. Yeah. And that's going to And be- you saw it, 9 of 20. And like you said, 85 of his 150 came on one play. It's – I mean, Jack Jack got did enough to win the game. The, the team did enough point to win blank. the game. Yes. Point and blank. That's, and that's what – hey – in conference, I will complain about it when you play an FCS school. I'm a little less inclined to complain about it when it's a conference opponent. You know I'm not. Beck, there aren't three teams in America that are better than UTEP. <laughs> like, and listen, like I said, like I don't think you can sugarcoat it. UTEP sucks. Like, I don't know if you saw this. Their starter, Gavin Hardison, was out. 30, was going to make his 35th career start. Had some kind of an arm issue. Whatever. They start the backup Hurley. He's terrible. Hurley could have a dead gum tire, the the old circular tire that quarterbacks work on accuracy with, three yards in front of him. And I'm not saying he'd throw it through. Wouldn't throw it through the tire. Beck, he wouldn't come close to even hitting the tire three yards in front of him. McNamara comes in, the little red shirt freshman. He did some decent things. He gets hurt, and then finally they brought in the third stringer at the end of the game or, excuse me, fourth stringer, he was downright awful, too. I mean, this UTEP football team, they were absolutely atrocious. Like, there's no two ways about it. They're awful. Like, I don't even see how Dana Dimmel hands them shoulder pads and a helmet every week because I'd be embarrassed to take the field with them. <laughs> you ever you ever watch a game like that and just think, man, this is a Division One program that cost millions of dollars to run? The scary part was... Tech didn't blow him out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, when it jumped out 14 nothing, and I think it was like 4.30 into the game, I posted on Bleed Tech Blue's message where I said, Tech might win this game 70 to nothing. And then it was like, Skirt! <laughs> back into neutral. Back into part. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what scares me because, like, as bad as UTIP was, Tech couldn't create any sort of separation. Like, I mean... You got big concerns for this weekend. Western Kentucky is a good team. <laughs> they score, by the way. Uh, yeah. 
They do. They score some points. Uh, Against I, worse defense or better defenses than than we're going to throw out there. I'll say this. Uh, Missing a player, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Western is? No, we are. No, are we? On the defense. Yeah, we'll talk about the next segment. Um, So Jack Turner goes 9 of 20, 152 yards and a touchdown. Tyree Shelton, welcome back. 16 carries, 104 yards, one touchdown. Love it. Smoke's been really good this year. Tyree Shelton adds a different element. Like, I guess because he does it from the running back position, it's a little bit different. He he had some explosion back there. We saw Marquise Crosby get a carry, went for 20 yards, his first action of the year. I think he played nine snaps. Doesn't sound like he came out of that very healthy. I don't know what his status is going forward. Uh, will be interesting to see. Uh, I know Tech was pretty hopeful to get him back for that UTEP game, but it didn't look like himself. Right. Um, Cyrus Allen, you mentioned the 85-yard catch and run. Yeah, he didn't touch the ball again. We mentioned Smoke Harris, 67-yard touchdown touch return. Uh, three catches, seven yards. Hmm. Like, those are the things offensively that concern me. It's like Smoke Harris, like, hey, man, like, you got 200... 60 catches in your career, but we're going to throw you the ball three times against UTEP. Yep. Hey, Cyrus Allen, you can really go get it vertically down the field, but you go get one catch. True Edwards had a good game, four catches, 52 yards, had his first touchdown of the year. Uh, did have two personal foul calls. Uh, did you see the penalty situation? Not not good. 22 penalties called in the game for Tech, or between the two teams. 13 on Tech. Tech's averaging 12.5 penalties the last two weeks. Tech's 125th nationally in penalties. Not good. A little sloppy. And, hey, those are one of the things when you talk about control the things that you can't control. That's one of those things that you can't control. Beck, that's just bad football. Like, I, like I'm not here to be negative. That's bad football, though. Like, don't give me... Pat, like, I think Willie Roberts had four pass interference calls. He's not a bad corner, but you can't get... Like, obviously, he's number one in the nation in forced completions. Number one, numero uno, number one, uh. That's in French. Okay? He's number one, forced incompletions. That's four pass interference calls the other night. It can't happen. Like, like I just said, UTEP's quarterbacks, ball wasn't even probably in the same dead gum area code. Why are you going to grab the guy? Oh, yeah. Tech did force a turnover. Uh, Miles Hurd had three passes defended. Zach Zemos played another good game at nine tackles. Oh, bet. Did you see Blake Oschendorf? No. That's the punter? He averaged six punts for 55 yards of boot. Hey, round of applause. We've been missing that. He's now averaging over 44 yards a punt in 2023, ranks 20th nationally. Okay. Now, here's the problem. I'm kind of surprised there's here's many the people problem. ahead of him. Here's the problem. There's only 69 punters that qualify nationally, and Tech's in that group, and they're also in the upper tier in terms of number of times that they've punted. Because the dogs got to punt a lot. Do a lot of punting. Yeah. My gosh, you only had 294 total yards. You want to just barely qualify. 
Yeah, exactly. Minimum of 80 punts, and he's got 83, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, well, this one's like a minimum. Not 133. Yes, this is like a minimum of 40, and he's punted 97 times. Like, yeah. I mean, he's punting too much. Uh, Tech was only 3 of 11 on third down. You're saying we need to start punting on third down there. Possibly. Change it up. The way the passing game's looking these days. Well, a little uh, Canadian football league. Beck, if we're being honest. That it blows my mind the Canadian Football League only has three downs. It's normal to him, the Canadian. Hey? I know. Hey. Uh, you know, Jack Turner went 9 of 20, 152 yards. You we think he had a little sophomore slump? No, I think it, it's called they had some film on him. Yeah. <laughs> they saw <laughs> the one or two things expect. he was doing well. Yeah. yeah, he did one or two things well against Nebraska. You said he passed an eye test like it was some chemistry exam. Hey, he did. It didn't change the fact that he passed it. Okay. Well, yeah, we had a game and a quarter to look. Well, and... let me tell you about your eye test. Well, <laughs> it's pretty elementary. Yeah. Uh, it's not not a lot of longevity <laughs> in the eye test. No. Going all the way back to Northwestern, we got banged on a little bit about the lack of a passing game. We're like, guys, we didn't have to. We put up a fifty burger. Ran for three hundred fifty. What? Wait, do you remember when when J- when Hank had three hundred yards against FIU? You remember that? We threw forty four times like, or something. Where's that at? It. Uh, it's <laughs> Like, where is it? Like, I'm so concerned about the tech passing game. I want to know what's going on with Hank. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, here's a, here's Sonny Cumpy said listen, today he's practicing. Listen to this. He wouldn't say that last week. This is, I understand Gamlin's a part of this, but it is college football. Like, just tell us what's going on with the guy. There is are, it a HIPAA violation? <laughs> no, Wait, there are schools that are starting to release an injury report. Just tell us. Like, it's. we're going to find out. Uh, I mean, the whole, like, don't say anything. Do you get a real advantage from that? No, not tech. Maybe, like, the top-tier schools, sure. Keep it a secret. I'm talking about play on the field. Yeah. Yeah. They got both our films. They're like, I I don't care. (laughs) We're going to blitz blitz them. We'll be fine. Offensive park. (laughs) Oh, boy. They are going to break one big play a game, whether it's special teams or slant route. Uh, Oh, I got to tell you this. (laughs) That's what the the video guy for uh, Western Kentucky has got to be like, all right, this is the only thing we got to worry about. Once a game, they do this, this, this. They do this slant play, and <laughs> nobody can play. stop it. Yeah, <laughs> but it only works once. I loved how uh, CBS Sports Network kept putting up the graphic of like 30, 40, 50, 60 yard plays, and I'm like, all right, that's good. But like, all right, let's take out all the Northwestern ones in it. Yeah, <laughs> like let's take those out. Uh, and then also Robert Turbin, former NFL back, played his co- collegiate ball at Utah State. This Bulldog air raid isn't looking like an air raid tonight, Carter. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, uh, oh, the, the, yeah, it's before not. The, before the game, they're like, oh, you know, Louisiana Tech likes to chunk it a little bit. And I'm like, do we? Do we? Like, we uh, ran the ball 20 times on Friday night. We, uh, or excuse me, threw it 20 times. We ran it 31 times, Robert. We're not exactly an air raid. Call us a balanced scoring attack that's averaging 22 points per game against FBS competition. All right, let's go ahead. Take our first time out. We come back from the break. Uh, Hope we don't get into this too long. Obviously, the Brevin Randall incident out in El Paso. Beck and I have some disagreements on it. I'm being straight up front. We're going to hatch it out in a cordial way. Mm. And we're going to be done with it. We're going to put this puppy to bed. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. 
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal Housing Lender. Member FDIC. Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. It's bow time. Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. I remember the moment. I remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people. Livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk. 97.7. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or the text line, 888-993-7762. Quint chimes in, says, what's your expectations for attendance for the Thursday night game? Give me 12,000, Quint. This <clears throat> probably not going to be much. Uh, why would it be? School night, 7 p.m. kickoff, right? Yeah, why would there be many? Tape says 10,000, or maybe he's meaning zero one one. You know, I'll be interested to see if the students come out a little more. What else do they have to do? Well, Thursday night is a popular night. Uh, yeah, is, does it start at 7? But I'm thinking maybe the game would be the pregame to their one, their activities. One can only hope. One can hope. Um, so, I don't know, 10, 12,000. I, I don't think it'll be anything too special. And honestly, Tech hasn't looked great. But at the same time, it's a really big game. Tech's undefeated in conference play, 2-0. and West Kentucky's 1-0. Winner of this game obviously gets a leg up. 
in the conference. All right, Beck, let, let's get into this. Obviously, if you haven't seen the clip, uh, Tech linebacker Brevin Randall, I believe it's the middle of second quarter, maybe early second quarter tapes. Feel free to chime in uh, if you feel the need to. Uh, there was a play. I believe the quarterback, McNamara, for UTEP fumbled the football. Tech recovered. Officials didn't see this, but at the end of the play, ultimately it led to Brevin Randall with a little bit of retaliation, be the best way to describe it, stomped. Is that the right way to put it? Yeah, that stepped, would be a, yep. stepped on, we'll say stepped on the neck, harshly, of a UTEP offensive lineman named Stephen Hubbard. And I don't know if you did. I, I recognized it immediately when it was happening oh, yeah. during the game. Like, you could see yeah. it on, on the camera. And I, I thought to myself, uh, I was like, wow. I was like, that doesn't look great. And, like, to be honest with you, after it, I didn't think too much of it. Oh, pff, I knew right away. You knew it was going viral. Oh, I was viral. like, if I saw it, and I had the reaction that I had. I was like, oh, it's about... I mean, that's the thing. Anything... You pan the crowd and there's somebody making a funny face. It's about to be a meme. Like, well, that's true. I, I insta- It was so out in the open that I, I was like, well, that okay. is going to be bad. So then, I was surprised the ref didn't see it. Yeah, so then I go on the game thread, Bleed Tick Blue, and I'm like, all right. Like, I see a couple posters like, oh, that wasn't great by Randall. That'll go viral. And I was like, oh, here we go. So wait about 10 minutes. I go check Twitter. Lo and behold, it's viral. Yeah, and back it's like it spread like a California wildfire with a lot of wind attached to it. Like it went nuts, and so that's part. I mean, you want this by playing on a Friday night. You want the exposure. Yes, you do. By Absolutely. golly, you got it. Yeah, you got the exposure. Not necessarily the way that you would have hoped for, but nonetheless, comes out after the game. Sonny Cumbie. Uh, didn't realize it during the game. It, I'll be honest, it was on the opposite sideline from Tech's sideline, so I can understand why, te- why Tech's coaching staff didn't see it. He's made aware of it. He apologizes to Coach Dana Demmel. I believe it was Saturday morning. Eric Wood releases a statement along with Sonny Cumbie. They talk about how they've suspended Brevin Randall indefinitely. We get a Sonny Cumbie uh, official statement, I believe, on Saturday evening. Brevin Randall releases a statement on Sunday or Monday. And here we are. He's been suspended indefinitely. And here's my take on it. Or do you want to give yours first? No, you go ahead. Okay. I think what Brevin Randall did was obviously something that can't happen on a football field. And I think you and I agree with that. Um, What I can't get past is, while yes... Okay, first of all, I'll add some context. If you go watch the replay... He was pushing an additional six yards over this bumble jumble of a scrum for a fumble and was thrown to the ground. And so his way of retaliation was a harsh step onto the offensive lineman, a stomp. Yeah, yeah. And so for those five or ten seconds, he obviously made a tremendous lapse in judgment. And I think he deserves to have a consequence for that. My question would be is... If he was penal, or if not, if he was penalized, if he was ejected from that game, which normally you would be, if they saw it, he would have been. And honestly, like part of me thought that that play might should have been reviewed. I, I guess you can't review that. You can't go, hey, you stepped on my guy. Yeah. Review it. Review it. But naturally, I think he gets ejected from the game. He misses the remaining three quarters, and then maybe a one-game suspension because he was ejected. I think now, this blow-up on social media, and 
I guess my real issue is forget what social media does because it's like I told you. You go read some of the people making these comments. Like, they like Pikachu and Bubblezor and Charizard and Charmeleon and all those guys. And Beyblade Stations and Beyblade Stadiums and Batman and Andy and Buzz Lightyear. Like, you kind of get where I'm going. Like, they don't know what football is, but they saw this video flash across their screen, and so they felt the need to comment on it. I think, and this is where you and I disagree. Alex said you knew those Pokemon. <laughs> That's what easily. I was thinking. What the heck? All right, Alec. I was eight at one time. Um, I just think that, like I said, this is where we disagree. He got caught. He got caught. There is no doubt. And I think that's where he met. Obviously, he messed up. But I think this happens all the time. Like, not a stomp. But, like, there are other things that happen on the bottom of a pile where it's no, grabbing a groin, gouging your eyes, um, pinching an offensive lineman's fat, whatever it might be. Like, I think it happens all the time. I think he just caught, got caught in the wrong spot at the right time. Yeah, well, he was out in the open. He was. So, I'll just say this. You'd be a terrible PR guy. Okay. Sure, because I'd be... I'd I mean, be... I agree that it was a lapse, a momentary lapse in judgment in the heat of the moment. But I also think that's at the top of the list. The top of the list of things you cannot do on a football field. You can push, you can shove, you can maybe slap them on the side of the helmet in the ear hole. You can't stomp. You can't. I agree. You just can't. And, I agree. And I, don't, I think you're wrong in, in... You have to consider... The reaction, like in a perfect world, sure, you wouldn't consider the reaction. You'd be able to say, who cares what these keyboard warriors are saying? But in the world of being a university, representing something, going viral, like you, you have this. to take that stuff into account. Let me ask you this. When Sonny Cumbie called Dana Dimmel and gave his apology, do you think Dana Dimmel was like ticked off? Or is he like, coach, I also coach a bunch of 20-year-olds. Yeah, coach to coach. He was like, it's fine, but we understand okay. we got to do this. That's I, what I'm saying. 100%. Though. I get you. I, I think Tech's response was correct. I think, I do too. I think Randall's response was correct. Yes. I think they did everything right. I, I think even player to player. Yeah, it's great. You, you may Which not, they you did. apologize. Yeah, he did. Both guys realize, man, it's a violent game. Yeah. Heat of the moment, things happen. Well, And I've heard this mentioned. Like, oh, you could never react in a way towards your boss like that. And my response is like... <laughs> You're not you playing can't a physical do game. crap in yeah. football that you would do to your boss on a Tuesday. Yeah, but okay, I'll say this. If you're at practice and uh, you got a little scrum going and everybody's pushing and shoving and coach is like, hey, all right, guys, all right, all right. You got a guy that stomps on a player, stomps on his neck, you're going to the locker room. A little different punishment. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Yeah, you think if, if he stomps... close this year. <laughs> did, nah, there's I'm no replay gonna, out there. No, no, no. There, there's no replay with Randall, but... I just... I, I just it's, it's a sad reality we live in. You have to consider the consequences, and that's you what know, I'm saying. And and I don't. And I think if, if Tech doesn't suspend him indefinitely, which the word indefinitely is great because it really leaves you a lot of room to do whatever you want. Uh, if they don't, the NCAA probably does. Well, and I think at some point the conference probably had some sort of say in this, and you don't know what they had, what they don't have. Judy opened the book and said, "Hey, uh, the, uh, what we what we usually do here is hey use guys, the word that in, game was going on way past my bedtime." <laughs> Judy when Judy was asleep. Yeah. Uh, so that game was going on way past my bedtime, but I was reading the funnies on Saturday morning, and I saw a picture of your football player in there. I mean, what he, are you doing? When we talk about viral, you got like NFL players tweeting it. You got NBA players tweeting it. You got the first front page of Fox News on Monday. Yeah, It's just the reality. 
so you have to respond. I don't like it any more than I you do. I thought I didn't see it much from college football people. Oh, I was. I mean, it, you weren't looking. I guess not. The the initial reaction was was Saturday largely, and then but even Sunday. I mean, it's just okay, it makes let me the ask you this. If if Tech gets the say so in all of this, if they walked him out in the third quarter of the Western Kentucky game, would social media blow up again? Oh, everybody's forgotten, I'm sure. But you got to let it blow up. Uh, what do you think, Dave? Some of the Pokemon people might remember. Yeah, I think within the football community, they'd, they'd it'd get some. Okay, it gets some. It gets some blowback. Yeah, I'm, I'm seriously asking. It, it's an odd situation. If, if, if it I, is. It is frustrating to see all. All the clickbait stories about it. it I get is. that. I'm like, that's that's as, dumb. As a, as a neutral, without any allegiance to Tech, I would be a little... Uh, uh, so uh, stick him in there on CBS Sports Networks, what you're saying. No. That's <laughs> not you know, the, the argument for this is, is there's been other players in Tech's history that have had some off-the-field issues. Yeah, some Ryan Higgins way got mi- a DUI. Okay, I didn't know if we could say that. Uh, agree. That's a really serious deal. Um, I'm not. The, 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 it's the off the field. Were on. Yes. It's off the field. You deal with that off. And I also think in 2016, social media wasn't as big of a deal. And so, like, like you said, like tapes, the cameras were on. And like, if this game's on ESPN Plus, like, you might not get the baggage from it. But like, you were a standalone game on a Friday night, and when one dude catches it. In this era that we live in, and listen, we'll be on it. Like, we don't love social media. We got kids growing up in this. Like it's not the most heartwarming of situations. Oh, to there be people a are just looking for something to. to, to but grab I think Sonny Cumbie made a great comment. Brevin Randall's on our football team. We love Brevin Randall. He's accepted responsibility for what he did. There will be consequences, but that doesn't change in how we believe in him. Because listen, whether he was right or wrong, this isn't a pattern. This yeah. isn't a pattern. And two, he's getting absolutely crushed. he's getting punished. He's getting punished. Like, and I'm talking publicly. Like, on Twitter, he's had to cancel all his stuff. Like, at some point, like, there's a human inside of there. Right. And Sonny Cumbie and his staff, that, that's what they promised to his parents when they brought him in was like, We'll take care of him. Highs, the good, the lows, bad. Yep. I'll take care of him. And, Here, and I respect that about Sonny I'll take Cumbie. it one step further just to transition us out of this topic. What bothers me is you do get the exposure. So there's people out there that don't know who Tech is. You do get some negative exposure. Yeah. They're thinking, who is Louisiana Tech? Oh, and they're oh, they play the dirty, yep. and oh, also that uniform combo is disgusting. Yeah, well, you're disgusting. Disgusting. You're disgusting. Can't stand it. You're disgusting for hating on that uniform combo. Looks Hope. awful. Let's go ahead, Derek. Next time out, we come back. Derek Dean inside Hilltopper Sports will join us to listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank, equal housing lender member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, the leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Dip it into the season with returning favorites like snickerdoodle cookie dough, pumpkin pie, Oreo hot cocoa, caramel fudge cheesecake, Reese's peanut butter cup pie, and the choco dipped strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations, where happy, it tastes good. 
As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. All the scores, all the plays, all the playmakers. We will rewind the week in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on the High School Football Rewind Show. This is Mark Kramer. Join me as we break down what happened in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for the High School Football Rewind on your home for sports in North Louisiana, 97.7. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Join us on the hotline, Derek Dean, inside Hilltopper Sports. Help us preview the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Of course, the Bulldogs and the Hilltoppers square off Thursday night, 7 p.m., Inside Joe I Stadium. Derek, thanks for taking some time to join us. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. All right, Derek, let's jump into it. Obviously, go all the way back to the preseason. Hilltoppers are the preseason favorite in the conference. Austin Reed's the preseason offensive player of the year. I believe Evans is the preseason defensive player of the year. How would you say that Western Kentucky has performed in comparison to their expectations prior to the season? I would say the expectations were really sky high. I mean, you have Austin Reed, who was, who led the nation in passing yards. Uh, you have Malachi Corley, who, I mean, he was, he's getting mopped in the first round. And, you know, he's it just, just these Debo Samuel-like expectations and uh, a new offensive coordinator who came from under Mike Leach in that air raid offense. The, the expectations were so high. On the defensive side of the ball, we were expected to have some difficulties, but not – bottom of the nation in uh, rushing defense. So I'd say we're hitting just below expectations. We're not quite where we want to be yet. So how, how would you evaluate the offense? Obviously, like you said, Drew Hollingshed hired as the new offensive coordinator. Uh, we've seen Zach Kitley in there and the, the system that he brought uh, from Houston Baptist a couple years ago. How does this system, I guess, uh, compare to what we've seen in the last couple of years in Bowling Green? It's it's certainly different. Uh, it, I'd say it's a lot more conservative. Um, you want to say it's really similar to what Mike Leach had for such a long time. You know, uh, Hollingseed is uh, a long time Mike Leach assistant, and it's not quite that air raid. It's very conservative. Um, passing charts indicate that the good seventy percent of the passes come behind the line of scrimmage or within that zero to nine yard range. So it's a very conservative offense that's struggling on the ground. All right, I got to ask you. Mentioned him briefly, Malachi Corley. Uh, I think he had a hundred plus catches a season ago. I know he's banged up a little bit early. Left the game against USF, and I believe that was the opener, maybe the second week of the year. Uh, how has he performed in recent weeks? And uh, tell us about Easton Messer as well, the redshirt freshman wide receiver. Corley is doing exactly what he needs to do. Uh, I think of his three hundred plus passing or 
I think it was 390-ish receiving yards. Like 300 of them are yards after the catch. I mean, he's really special after the catch. Uh, he got banged up against USF, but since then he's still on pace to get over 90 catches and over 1,000 yards, so he's still doing exactly what he needs to do. Messer has been a very pleasant surprise. Michael Matheson has been out with a strained hip injury. Uh, we don't know when he'll be back, but Messer has stepped up. Uh, Reed has indicated, Austin Reed has indicated that you know, Messer is a is a trusted target, and he's certainly proved to be that. I know you mentioned that the Hilltoppers haven't necessarily run the ball that well, but but Sonny Cumbie talked a lot today about the Hilltoppers' offensive line. I believe Reed's only been sacked three times all year. Uh, is that more of a product of the system in terms of him getting the ball out fast, or uh, what would you kind of put your hands on as far as the reason that offensive line has been so effective protecting the passer? I think it's largely due in part to the way Reed can move around the pocket. Uh, one thing I've noted very, uh, one thing I've noted a lot this season is just how much Reed has is flushed out the pocket and how many throws he makes on the run. The offensive line, specifically your offensive tackles on each side, has really struggled. Um, so Reed, it, it, it's all on Reed. Reed has done a fantastic job. He looks like a professional quarterback the way he's able to manipulate the pocket and get the ball out. Defensively, like you said, the numbers aren't that pretty. Uh, but but hearing Sonny Cumbie speak today at his press conference, it, it feels like it's an athletic defense under Tyson Summers. Uh, they really like to bring a lot of pressure. Uh, Jaquez Evans, obviously, he's been really good throughout the year. I see Kendrick Simpkins. Uh, leads the team with three and a half sacks. Uh, Upton Stout, really good at defensive back as well. Uh, what's kind of been the shortcomings of this defense so far this season? It's it's a lot of new faces on the defense. We lost so much talent, and we really underrated. Of course, the Lions didn't underrate it, but we underrated how much of an impact Broderick Martin made as a space eater on that defensive line. I mean, he really saved this defense from a lot of run troubles last season. Uh, this season, we don't have any true run stoppers. Uh, you know, Jacquees Evans does what he can, uh, but Upton Stout is a defensive back, and he's the highest-graded run stopper on the roster. Mm. Wow, it's interesting. All right, so from a scheme standpoint, is it three three five four three four two five? What does Summers like to do uh, from a scheme standpoint? As far as I've seen, it's a it's a three three five. Okay, three, three, five. All right, all right. Last question. We'll let you get out of here. Obviously, uh, Western Kentucky traveling to Louisiana Tech Thursday night, seven p.m. kickoff on ESPNU for the Hilltoppers to have success and earn a win in Ruston on the road. What must they do? Louisiana Tech has the sixth ranked passing defense in the nation, but they have the one hundred and twenty ninth ranked rushing defense in the nation. It's a very wide gap. So I think WKU has to find success on the ground. Their top two backs just had season-best running games, which is a very uncommon sight. So if they can find success on the ground, I think they can find success through the air. That's how they'll win. Absolutely, man. We appreciate it. If any of our listeners want to follow your work online, where can they find that at? They can find that on Inside Hilltopper Sports. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you. Derek Dean, Inside Hilltopper Sports, joining us here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Beck, you, you look at these two teams uh, all-time series, Tech leads the all-time series, 5-4. Okay. 
Uh, Western Kentucky won the last matchup back in 2008, uh, or excuse me, 2018. Uh, so that, that's been a few years since the two teams have played. Uh, but let's go all the way back to 2015. 41-38, Western Kentucky win. 2016, 55-52, Tech win. 2016, 58-44, that was a Conference USA Championship game. Western Kentucky won. Tech, 23-22, and then Western won 30-15. So, a lot of close games between these two teams. A lot of high-scoring affairs. I don't know if I want Tech in a shootout. No, I don't either. Now, just looking at what Western Kentucky's done this year, uh, first game of the season, South Florida. Dub. Dub. 41-24. Scored some points, in case you didn't notice. Next, they played Houston Christian. Oh. Used to be a high school, now is a Huskies. division. <laughs> home of what, Bailey are they, Zappi. FCS? Yeah, home of Bailey Zappi. Really? Yeah. Remember Zappi transferred for up the to Western. Western. Yeah, yeah, that must be the, hey, we gave you, we'll play you. Yeah, That's probably, probably what it is. 52-22 in that one. They yep. scored again. And they go down and play Ohio State. Yeah, scored looked great. Uh, they didn't score much. Uh, scored 10, 10. It was 14 to 10 with like five minutes left in the second quarter, though. Oh, put up a strong first half. Kind of like we had Nebraska 7-7, seven to seven, right? Yes. Just like that. Point. All right. So, can't hang in the Big Ten. Uh, then they lost to Troy, which was that a bit surprising? Or is Troy pretty good? Troy's good. You know what I remember about Troy is they beat LSU that one year. Yes. Uh, Troy's good. I believe they won 11 games a season ago. Off to a good start this year. But... Was that I a think, game they probably expected to win? I think that's a game Western yeah. expected to win, yes. Yeah. Then they bounce back against Middle Tennessee conference opponent, 31-10. to 10. Yeah, it was last Thursday night. Middle Tennessee's terrible. I think they're 1-4. and four. Here's the thing. Like I said, I think if you're Louisiana Tech, I, I think you have to feel like you can score some points with some of Western Kentucky's struggles on the, you know, slowing down the run. They've struggled against the pass as well. I, I think you have to think that you can score some points. At the same time, I don't think you want to get in a shootout with Austin Reed because he can match you score for score. Like, we talk about Preston Stone back in week, I guess week one, week two for Tech. Chandler Rogers was really good for North Texas when they came to Ruston. Neither of those two guys pale in comparison to this guy. Like, he's the real deal. He's a transfer from West Florida. Okay. Uh, Second year in Bowling Green. Okay. Slings the ball all over the yard. Malachi Corley caught 120 balls a season ago. He's on pace for over 90 catches this year. Really good out of receiver spot. I thought it was interesting to hear Deshaun Hall say today, Corley is essentially a running back playing wide receiver because they want to throw him a lot of inside tunnel screens, get the ball, I guess similar to Smoke Harris, a little bit bigger than Smoke. Uh, You heard Derek talk about, hell, he's a Debo Samuel. He's a physical runner when he gets his hands on the football. So Tech's going to have to tackle well in space. And really, you can't turn the football over against a team like that, especially in minus territory. Like, you cannot turn the football over and expect to beat a team like Western Kentucky because they are so explosive offensively. And, you know, if you're Tech offensively, we've come in here, we've talked about, hey, let's throw the ball 45 times. If Jack's back there again, like, might be a night where you need to run the football. You think? But, like, you're not about to sling the ball all over the yard with Jack. Like, you're not. Like, like he's not consistently good enough to throw it 45 times from the pocket against pressure. 
And, like, nothing against him like he's early in his development. I, I think he's going to get there. Like, you can see the flashes. Like, you talk about Nebraska, you see the throw to Cyrus Allen. He made the big throw to True Edwards on, uh, was it, Friday night, uh, open the fourth quarter. I mean, he can make the throws. There's no doubt about that. But the consistent accuracy is just not there at this point in his career. And, and so I think if Jack Turner's back there, we'll see where Hank's at. Uh, like I said, Sonny Cumbie mentioned that he's practicing. We'll see if he plays. But I think it's got to be Tyree Shelton. I don't know who's behind him. We'll see if Jarvis Thornton's back. We we know Marquise Crosby left early, so we'll see where things are at. But I think you got to run the football, and I said this too, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Shelton, Smoke, and Cyrus, they got to combine for 45 touches. you got to get them the ball. they got to touch the football. Tell Jack. You say Tell 50 tapes. 50. I, your best players have to touch the football. And, and I'm not saying you got to throw 25 deep balls to Cyrus Allen. He's got to put his hands on the football. 45-50 touches if you want to have a chance to win. And listen, you're only five, six and a half point underdog. I mean, you're not a big underdog in this game as good as Western is with their preseason expectation. you got to get the ball to your best playmakers. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We come back. Get into our midseason report card grades. Text three and three overall, two and zero in conference USA play. Listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety seven point seven. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips. Well, they'll make you feel like an all star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. 
BC Beckett's John Tabor Sports Talk 97.7. We're back. Appreciate Derek Dean inside Hilltopper Sports for joining us. Dogs are 3-3, three and 2-0 three, and oh in Conference USA play. Uh, Beck, overall, how you feel? Are going to finish 9-3 and three or not? No. Here's... We what is the curse of can't make it through a season with a quarterback? Uh, I mean, it's been a couple go years. All the way back to eighteen. Has it been that many? Yeah. I just don't feel. I mean, is that normal? I mean, is this the? I don't know. It kind of. I haven't looked at it. Obviously, but I mean, I, multiple I, games every year. Yeah. And we just ain't winning with a backup that much. I mean, we have. That's why I say don't even practice with your backup because you can't consistently win with them. Hey, man. Oh, you were were just chapped. You were chapped this summer. I just don't think you can win consistently in college football with your backup, so why give them reps? Like, I'm sorry. It's not like we're trying to save the product. I know that sounds terrible. (laughs) Like, it does sound terrible for the backup, but. Yeah, come to tech. We're not giving you any reps (laughs) in practice. And guess what? When our quarterback leaves, we're getting a transfer to start ahead of you. Like, uh, I mean, you kind of get where I'm at. Yeah. All right, I got to ask you. Like, are you optimistic? No. Same. I mean, I, I'm curious to see when Hank gets back what, what we get. I don't know if there's Is a... Is Hank going to come back? Like, uh, like are they going to put him in? You think he's going to the house? No, are they going to put him in with his health? Why wouldn't they? You're over here saying Jack ain't playing good. Uh, if Hank's practicing, why didn't he play it? Can he take a hit? I who cares? Find out. He ain't gonna know. They ain't hitting him in practice. <laughs> they don't ever hit the quarterback. It's not like Gumby's gonna say hey, the guys are gonna protect you. Okay, <laughs> no. It's it, you a know what Danny Jones situation out there. Yeah, you know what it should be. Hey Hank, uh, how you feeling? What percentage, uh, Coach? I think I'm about eighty five percent. All right, Hank. Oklahoma Drew. We're about to see if you're starting this week. Uh, I agree. Right. I don't know how you decide that. I mean, there's got to be something. I mean, weightlifting or something. He's like, oh, I can't do the dumbbell press or something. I don't I'll know. say this. If Tech's going to make a bowl game, Hank's got to be a quarterback. I agree. I like Jack. I think he's got some valuable developmental reps over the last two and a half years. I think I might have played more football than he has in the last five years. I think you have. <laughs> uh, honestly, Tabes, honestly. Tabes is challenging him, too. <laughs> uh, I think Tabes has, too. Uh, we've def- definitely. Uh, but it's not like Hank's 30 games that he has in college football have really led him to to wow us. They haven't. And that's I'll tell you scary what, you want to be frustrated, go watch Hank Bachmeyer highlight reels from Boise and Dude, be like, where the heck is that guy? Oh, I know. Maybe our receivers are just terrible. Just terrible. Beck, I wish we could simply say that. Let me tell you what. Like, I wish there was a simple answer as far as, like, the offensive line is terrible. The receivers, they try to put five in the game and only two go on the field. Like, I wish there was something simple. Because it would be a lot easier to evaluate. And I would quit banging my head against a wall talking about how this went wrong, that went wrong, there's no rhythm here, there's no rhythm there. Like... It'd be a lot easier to talk. If you about. watched the LSU Ole Miss game this weekend, and I know you did, I know you did. Beck Tech don't get as many yards as Ole Miss had in two and a half games. No, I'm just saying. I mean, watching Trey Harris. Oh, screw that guy. No, I no. mean, forget I mean, get that guy. Yeah, no, forget get him. that out of here. Forget him, but man, like, I miss him. Enjoy Ole Miss. I mean, hope you have fun in the Grove. Ben, you telling the... me? You telling me you didn't make the right decision? Yeah, have fun at the Sigma Nu party. <laughs> Wear your little bow tie. No, get out of here. 
Oh, I don't wish him well. He chose to go I'm somewhere not, else. Did I say enjoy wish it. him well? Did I say it? I said, you say man, I wish I had him. I don't want him. That's different than wishing him well. I wish he was on the team. I don't. I don't want to be. I here. watch a lot of football on Saturday. I don't want to be here. There's a lot of guys I wish they were on our team. Well, good. <laughs> we're not getting them. All right, let me get into this report card stuff. Oh, are you optimistic? No, I'm not. Honestly, I don't know. Where that's we're... not good for your show I... or your website. It's not. And I got. But a lot you of give people... the truth. And I got a lot of people I can thank for that. Do you want me to start <laughs> on my list? We probably shouldn't. No, I'm not going to. Please download our podcast. <laughs> we need it. Badly. We need the clicks. Yes. You're going to start doing those uh, misleading tag clickbait yes. stories again? We'll call Jonas Knox at Fox be like, Radio. And get you'll want to see this. Yes. Tune in later and be like, uh, Hank threw two interceptions at practice today. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got, guys. <laughs> all right. Let's start with special teams. Baby Barnes went 3 of 5 in the opener. He hadn't missed since. Yeah, automatic. Uh, Buck Buchanan, let me just read this to you. He is, he's kicked the ball off 32 times. He's got 26 touchbacks. Uh, and the punter, Oceandorf, is averaging 45 yards a punt, 20th nationally. Smoke's averaging 10 yards a return on punts, and he's got one for a touchdown, excuse me. Cyrus Allen housed one at Nebraska. Called back by penalty, obviously. So those are the positives, oh. special teams-wise. Negatives. Had 12 men on the field at SMU. Don't know if you caught that one. I wasn't too happy about it. And he gave up the fake field goal against Nebraska. But I'm going to say something here. Dan Sharp, you dog. Because that special teams unit is light years better than it was a year ago. I don't even want to. Light years. I'm scared to jinx it. I don't want to say what our issue was on the field goal unit last year. But it hadn't been an issue this year. It hadn't been. We hadn't had one blocked. Okay. Okay. You didn't want if me to you're say a betting it. man, go put the house on one being blocked this weekend. Sorry, Barnes. Hey, I'm just going to say this. There's a lot of people talking a lot of crap on Dan Sharp. Oh, he don't know what he's doing. Well, maybe they sucked last year and he got it fixed in a year. How about that? Freaking punters. Don't say averaging... that word. You know Claire does not like it when you say that Good. word. Good. Hope she's listening. Punters averaging 45 yards of boot. All right, defensively. I'm going to say this. Points per game, they're improved. Run game, it's only 18 yards, but they're improved. Passing defense, they're sixth best in the country. That's surprising. Have we just played people that don't pass? Yeah. We've played a lot of quarterbacks that that should be wide receivers. Yes. A lot of Southern Miss situation. A little Frank Gore action. Oh, gosh, don't put him back at quarterback. No, he... Defensively, you're allowing 90 less yards than you allowed last year. Scott Power, you catch a lot of flack, too. Good on you, pal. We've played three terrible teams. Uh, I mean terrible. And there are three Every single week you say they're the bottom of college football. I don't know who's at the bottom. FIU, Northwestern. Sorry, Mom. Yeah. She texted you and said don't say that word? Yeah, sorry, Mom. Yeah, you better. That's a nice lady. Okay. Defensively, though, you're improved by 90 yards. Everybody wants to bang on spot power, and I know the scheme's not great at times. You give up too many yards rushing, blah, 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 blah. Your points per game are down by 12. Like, the dude's doing something right. No, I disagree. We played... Oh, you think the teams are terrible? Yeah, we... Okay, wait till I get to the offense. <laughs> Just hold on a second. Defensively, you're better. Like, credit to you, Scott Power. Okay? Credit to you, Scott Power. Okay? 
Like, hasn't always been pretty. Hasn't always been pretty. But you're approved. All right. Oh, I forgot to do my letter of grades. Special teams? Yeah, let's give you a B. Uh, defense? Yeah, let's give you a B minus. All right. All right. Be- defense B minus. All right. You want to see? You want to see? C minus. All right. C minus. Fine. We'll let you answer that one. All right. Offense. Let me tell you something here for a second. We got two offensive coordinators. We got a head coach that's an offensive coordinator. We have a quarterback coach that's also a head coach and an offensive <laughs> coordinator. We've played two different quarterbacks this year. We played four last year. Yeah, not great when you play four quarterbacks. Only played two this year. Points per game are down. Five quarterbacks over the last two years. Yeah, not great. Points per game are down. Passing yards per game, down. Rush yards per game, down. Total offense, down. Beck, you're averaging 22 points per game against FBS competition. And what was that you just whispered in my ear? We've played some terrible teams. Well, it makes sense that our defense would be better. It's a little disconcerting that our offense is worse. A little? You want excuses? I can give them to you. Oh, yeah, the running backs have been hurt. Cyrus missed some games. Our wide receivers got more, about as much separation as super glue. Okay. Uh, whose fault is that? You've added 86 new players. Add some guys that can Dion get away from did it. Super Dion did it. Uh, yeah. Add some guys that can get away from the Super I, If I hear one more person say Dion added 85 players, I'm like, well, Tech added 86. Uh, except we did in two years. No, we did in two years. Yeah. yeah. So don't say that. I can't say that anymore. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, offensively, like, when's it coming? Like, I'll, I'll say this, too. Do you remember how optimistic we were after the first game? Oh, yeah. I was like, man, we threw it. We had 300 passing Threw 330 yards on passing opening game. Having a clip, we eclipsed 292 in a blowout loss at Nebraska. We had 292. We had 292 passing? Yeah. Oh, good for good for us. And the other games, we got buck 52, buck 11, 217. Threw it five times in the first half against North Texas. Threw the, listen to this. We're not Air Force or an Army or Navy. We threw it five times in a half. Is that the hat? We like didn't have the ball at all. I don't. It don't know. matter. We look bad. Uh, I'll now. say this: give the Russian crew some credit. Like they got over the bus of running backs that we. They have. got over seven hundred yards rushing in the last four games. The offensive line can't bang on them. They ain't the problem. Start producing from the quarterback position. Start producing at the receiver position. I, you know what? Offense D minus. We got to get Peyton Manning, somebody in here to be QB coach, and get some dogs. Do you think Peyton Manning could coach with his forehead? I think he could recruit. I think he could get At some tech. dudes in here. Oh yeah! If what, he says, what "I'm do you going," think he'd go sign the whole team from Newman. <laughs> <laughs> you think Arch maybe would maybe we could have got Arch? You think Arch would have came to play for Uncle Peyton? I'm just saying. Arch might have a pet named Bevo. It might be why he went to Texas. Ah. All right, let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. We'll talk to the head skipper of the Diamond Dogs. Lane Burroughs and the boys have cranked it up in fall ball. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. It's bow time. 
Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna R. Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Hey, DQ fans, the leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Dip it into the season with returning favorites like snickerdoodle cookie dough, pumpkin pie, Oreo hot cocoa, caramel fudge cheesecake, Reese's peanut butter cup pie, and the choco dipped strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations. We're happy it tastes good. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Joined on the hotline by the head coach of the Diamond Dogs, Lane Burroughs. Coach, how are we doing tonight? Man, we're doing good. Just got home from practice and uh, told Taves I got a steak waiting on me inside so oh. but i gotta make time for you guys tonight. yeah no, nothing better than a hot steak after practice i gotta ask you who, who's your favorite mlb team do you have a team that you're pulling for in the playoffs this year you know what i get i get asked that a lot um i usually pull for teams that guys i've coached to recruit at their own but i'm gonna say the rangers and guys i didn't even see a score here score i don't even know what happened yeah they won so four you could probably enlighten me yeah they won four zero well, there you go. Well, good. So we keep playing. There you go. Good deal. So, yeah, I'd say probably the Rangers. Having lived living now in North Louisiana, and um, yeah, I like Bochy. I like how he does things. So that's my. I'm on that bandwagon right now. Well, good deal. All right, let, let's go back to last year. Obviously, you come into the year, expectations were sky high, and really throughout the year, you, you just never really got it going. You finished the year 28 and 31. Now that you've had the summer to kind of reflect on that, was there anything that you really drew from it or you and your coaching staff drew from it as far as maybe something that didn't go right that you expected to? Yeah, you know, a lot of things. I mean, I think it's well documented. We didn't pitch great. Um, we know that. you got to pitch, and good pitching is going to be good hitting any day of the week. And, 
you know, I think the portal's new to everybody, and I, I think we jumped in there quickly, and we uh, we went and got some guys at so-called bigger schools that really hadn't played or put up numbers, and I think that was one of the things that uh, we needed to, to adjust and be better at, and uh, I think we've done that. We went got some guys like a Caston Fur. Everybody knows him, a local young man that uh, from UNO. He's all uh, all Southland Conference player and and our kind of player. And then a Mike Ballard, shortstop uh, from Eckerd College, D2 All-American in Florida. And and uh, you know, I like the guys we brought in. And there's a lot of things. Look, it it, it, it was kind of accumulation of you, you you don't play good opening night. I'll never forget that opening night. We lose 10-1 to BYU, and and uh, you salvage the series two to two and. Uh, then you find out your best player really is suspended for the year, and it just kind of snowballed. And uh, I, I will say this, though, uh, if you followed us, our guys never quit, man. They kept fighting. They kept plugging away. And, and uh, I thought we made strides at the end of the year when we when we really said, here's our pitching staff, and we went with basically a six-man pitching staff and uh, made two reliever starters in Tompkins and Harlan. And I thought we started swinging the bat. We kind of relaxed and, and uh, put some things together. And obviously it wasn't a great year, but – I was proud of our guys for hanging in there. and Yeah, we don't have enough time to talk about all the adjustments we need to make, but uh, sometimes you get your cage rattled, man, it's good. You know, you got to reevaluate yourself as a coach and, and your team and how you're running things. And, you know, when it's easy, you just kind of put it on cruise control. And, and uh, I like what I've seen so far from our coaching staff and, and our players, even our new guys. And, you know, we don't talk a lot about last year. I know that's coach speak, but I really, you know, it's not even something we bring up much. And, uh, we need to be better, and I think we will be. Coach, in the fall, you really get to look at a, you know, a good look at all your players. Is in your coaching experience over your tenure, has has it the players really develop in the fall to where they they you get surprised every year by players um, that you end up getting a significant amount of playing time in the spring versus the fall, or, or do you have a pretty good idea um, that the fall is going to look a lot like the spring, or vice versa? You, you know, it, it, it's it's weird. You know, I. And I've been doing this my 28th year, and we talk about it. Talked about it the other day. You know, two years ago, we we played ULM in a fall game, and they beat the brakes off of us. And we go to Tennessee, and we played better, but they beat us. I, I was not excited about where we were at the end of the fall. We had a good year, and then fast forward to last fall, and we go to Auburn, and you can't play much better than we did. And over at ULM, the same thing. And then we don't have a good year. So, yeah, to answer your question, I mean it's. You know, BC knows there's always what we call fall Americans. Mm-hmm. There's always the guys that have great falls, and, and then it doesn't trans- translate into the spring and vice versa. There's guys that don't really show up in the fall, and, and lo and behold, you look up the spring, and they're in your lineup or they're in your rotation. And uh, the, the fall is good for getting stronger, getting bigger, adjusting, especially new guys, to, to how we do things. And, uh, yeah, you, you kind of go in with a preset notion of this is probably going to be our lineup, but there's always surprises, and there's always surprises in the – in the negative way, uh, guys, you think are going to be locked in, and they don't, they don't produce, and uh, you know, and you always have a few younger guys that, that kind of jump out at you early on. So it, it's, uh, it, I guess that's a long way of answering. And all my years doing this, I don't put a lot of stock in the fall. It's good, uh, you know. For instance, we're going to play Mississippi State in two weeks. We won't have McConnell. We won't have Corona. We won't have Drost, and uh, and then they'll be down guys too. And the main thing is just get get out there and play uh, a different opponent, see where we are, and. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I don't put a whole lot of stock into it because a lot of times the fall doesn't translate to the spring. You mentioned a little bit about adding a cast and fur. You add a Mike Ballard. And, and you've added a lot of new pieces across this roster. Was that one of your real big focuses as far as just 
really trying to ramp up that competition so that really, I, and not that you don't want your returners to be comfortable, but knowing that they got to go out and earn their position a, another year just to kind of be that blue-collar program that I, I know you like to run. Well, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I think we're very mature and old in the infield, and we had to reconstruct our pitching staff. We just had to, um, you know, and I think we did that. I, you know, it's not a it's not a one-year fix. It's not an overnight thing, but I like the guys we brought in. The guys we retained, I like them, and, and uh, they wanted to be here, you know, and, and, and they love this place. And uh, But we definitely need to go out, and uh, we had to get better in the infield. We had to get better on the pitching staff, and, I feel like we've done that. Uh, we, we've got some really, really good freshmen. And, you know, I, I don't want to put, punch the accelerator too hard, but, you know, I'll go out on a limb right now and tell you that since I've been the coach here, this is by far the best freshman class we've had. It's not even close. And we got some freshmen that are that are really good players. They're tough. And uh, they've gelled right in there with our older guys. And they're going to push for playing time, you know. And But it is good to have a guy like Ballard and Furr and a McLeod and a Davis in your infield that, man, that's old guys. Those dudes have been through it. They're winners. They put up numbers at, at the highest level. And it, it is a good feeling as a coach and as a staff that you're going to go into the season uh, with, with a lot of guys that have had a lot of at-bats and pitched a lot of innings. You mentioned those freshmen. Obviously, uh, we, we follow the MLB draft when it's coming around. And Colton Coach was a high school signee. Uh, they, they got a lot of helium leading up to that thing. How important was it for you guys – to get him to campus, just knowing what he could develop into down the line. He he's special, you know. He's a he's a switch hitter, and he he's a really good infielder. He's a good athlete, and he's physical. He's big, and uh, we we you know we won't have McConnell opening weekend, so we've been playing Stafford and some different guys out there in center field to kind of get ready for the opening weekend of this year when we play Northern Colorado in a four game set. But you know, Coach was a guy that kind of burst onto the scene. He was good. We knew he was, and. And then he goes to the MLB Draft League, and he was the youngest guy there, made the all-star team, and now it really gets uh, – it starts getting hectic, and he's getting a lot of play. You know, but he, he he's a smart kid. He's good, and, and he put a high number on himself, and that's probably why he got passed over. But, you know, I think that's what he needed to do. He needs to go to college, and he's a young man that can do multiple things. Not only can he play short, he can play third, he can play second. And like I said, he can play the outfield. He's just – he's athletic, he's physical, and – you know, it's always good to be a switch hitter. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. All right, let, let one couple more things before we let you get out of here. You, you mentioned that you don't put a whole lot of stock uh, into some of this fall stuff, but you get a chance to have Mississippi State come to your park here in a couple of weeks. Uh, getting some of your new guys in front of a big crowd, uh, how much can you put into that just seeing how they re- react to an environment? Well, you can't put a price tag on it. You know, it's uh, and, and, you know, Christmas Lamonis. Head coach of Mississippi State, he called me in the summer and said, hey, we want to come play you. I think he just wants to get out of town, get his team on the road as well. We want to go to a place that we know there's going to be a good crowd there and it's a good environment. And uh, those were his exact words. I even offered up, hey, we'll come to Starkville. And he said, no, we want to come there. And, you know, hopefully we'll have a great crowd. It's free admission. Uh, I think the concessions will be open and uh, there's no football that weekend. So uh, I hope we'll have a great crowd. And it, it is, you know, it's, it's good to play somebody different, like you said, BC. Get those young guys in front of a crowd, and and even even our new older guys, like a Fur and a Ballard, uh, guys that had been with us. Get them in front of uh, our fans, and uh, you know sometimes, as you know, playing at home can can be more pressure than playing on the road because uh, there's a lot of expectations, and we're just excited about playing. I think Mississippi State's going to be really good. They they did not have a good year last year. They were banged up, and 
I know he likes his young players, and it'll be good, man. They got a good team coming back, and you know I'm sure they're down a few guys too in the fall, but it'll be a good test for us uh, to play a, a different opponent, and then you know turn around and play Auburn a few weeks later over in Biloxi. I, I don't think you can line it up any better for a fall uh, two game scrimmage. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Uh, one or two guys this fall that have just really stuck out to you. Well, I think Mike Ballard and Caston Furr goes without saying. They've just solidified that infield. Uh, older guys, Turner Switzak, a, a right-hand pitcher that transferred to us from Tennessee. We recruited really hard out of Pearl River in Mississippi, and he went to Tennessee, and he redshirted last year. But he's been really good. Uh, um, you know, it, it, some young guys that you, you know, it, Colton Coates, a, a Jake Smith, a Reed Snyder, a, a Kay Patterson's playing really good. It's it's uh, you know Baylor Cobb's doing great behind the plate. Carson Evans, that I can keep on. I've been real pleased, honestly, guys. We we were really good two weeks ago on the weekend, opening weekend. We were not good this past weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, and, and Sunday, we probably had one of the better inter-squad games we've ever had. We had a walk-off. We had a good crowd, and our guys really celebrated the walk-off. Will Stafford had a walk-off hit. They had a, a three-run inning, and that was good to see, man. They enjoyed it. They had fun, and and uh, we bounced back from not being good. You know, we made some adjustments in the weight room. I didn't think we were physical enough last year. We've readjusted our our lifting with Dr. Samansky, and our guys are, you know, they're feeling it right now. They're they're lifting harder than they ever have. They're they're up early doing that. They're going to class, and and then they got to come out to ball practice, and we're on them. So uh, I, I feel like today was a good practice, and you know, I think we we've, we've gotten past that wall, especially the young guys where they adjusted and looking forward to uh, the remainder of the fall. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you guys out at J.C. Love Field here in a couple weeks. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'll have a good one. You too. Appreciate it. Lane Burroughs joining us on the hotline, Beck. Got to be honest with you. It's one of the best interviews we ever do. Oh, he's good. He's so good. And he seems genuinely happy to talk to us. And I appreciate that. 80 years. Lane train all the way. A long time. Taves, I know Taves feels the same way, like, like, and listen, you never want to go 28 and 31. You don't. Like, you don't ever like to have a bump in the road. But it's like you said, when you when you do have the bump in the road, you start to look in the mirror a little bit. You evaluate some of the things. I love what he said about you make some adjustments in the weight room. I didn't feel like you were physical enough. I didn't feel like you were kind of tough enough. Like, like that. You like, even think about that in baseball that much? I tell you what. You I think get, he's talking about the intensity. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Roy Rage. Without the Royce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what's funny to me is you'll get a small school in the middle of nowhere, and it's all guys like, hey, they don't pass the eye test, okay? None no. of them really fill out the uniform. No. It's like, y'all ain't, y'all got a closet for a weight room, you know? <laughs> yeah. You play some dudes. Hey, it, it means something. Yeah. Have the guys looking like they're athletes. It does. I agree. Not a bunch of CC Sabathias out there. You, know <laughs> yeah, you don't want no, CC you don't want that. out there. You don't. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Put a bow on it. Make our picks. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. 
At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. them dogs. Head coach Sonny Cumbie and company play six home games at the Joe this season, starting with a week zero matchup against FIU on August 26th. Season tickets are on sale now. Don't miss the high-flying action in Ruston. Call 318-257-3631 or go to latexsports.com backslash tickets today. Bark away, Bulldog fans. It's almost go time at the Joe. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it on this Tuesday night. want to thank Derek Dean inside Hilltopper Sports for joining us. want to thank Lane Burroughs, head coach of the Diamond Dogs. Got a number of texts saying uh, Lane Burroughs got us jacked up tonight. He's good at that. He's he a good interview. Yeah, he is good at that. There's no doubt about it. Um, quick programming note. We will be on Monday next week. Oh, you ain't going to tell me that. Uh, take place on Tuesday, so it'd be kind of tough to have a show during the game. Right, I just pal. thought maybe we were taking a bye week. <laughs> Man, we used to take bye weeks for women's basketball. Back, We're so back, though. Oh, we are so back. Oh, Tapes. Mrs. Like, BTB co-host is not going to be excited about this. She's not. Oh, Monday and Tuesday night gone? Ooh. Tuesday night's not gone? I'll be at home. That's right. Yeah, it's yeah, road yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Babe, it's fine. She'll get over it. She'll get over it. A little post-game show, though. It'll be a yeah. long, late night. Uh, Will, the people chimed in. We had mentioned this a couple weeks ago. They had the statue unveiling. He said it was fantastic. A lot of good PR from Tech. I think I saw an article on the old ESPN. Yeah, how come we don't blow up nationally for our statue unveiling? No, we did. It was on a little article on ESPN. It was like the fifth one down. Was it as much as Brevin Randall, though? No. Okay, that's my point. Yeah, statues don't uh, aren't as much clickbait as... Saw Teaspoon out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kim Mulkey was out there, thought she was hot stuff. <laughs> you uh, did or she did? No, she did. Okay. <laughs> uh, the mailman was out there. Oh, yeah, Saw yeah, Willie yeah. Rope out there. Saw the family of Fred Dean out there. Who am I leaving off? Probably somebody. Don't ask me. I forget. You walked Terry down. Terry Bradshaw. You went down this road. How can I miss the blonde bomber? Terry Bradshaw. All right, Beck. So don't forget, next Monday, it's only a one-hour show, 6 to 7. Oh. 7 o'clock, we'll give way to the Hugh Jackson Show, of course, the head coach of Grambling. Uh, so next week, we'll recap Western Kentucky. 
We'll preview Middle Tennessee. We'll try to get a guest from the Blue Raiders, but we probably won't because nobody covers their team. Nobody covers Vanderbilt anyway, so it's nothing new. All right, let's get into it. All right, what, what's the line, Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky, inside Joe I Stadium? For some reason, I thought I saw... It was five. It opened at five and a half. Oh, that's what it opened at. I thought it opened at like seven and a half. Must have opened a little bit. I thought I saw six and a half today. Tapes and I were talking about it a little bit. Uh, I'm it's really... at six right now. Okay. Western Kentucky favored by six. What's the over under? 59 and a half. Blast the over. Blast it. Oh, yeah. I think there should be 75 points. You think Western Kentucky is going to score 75 points? Because the way you were talking at the beginning of the Maybe. show, Tech ain't been. scoring unless Smoke houses a punt return again. Tired from last week. Well, he probably is still tired, but uh, <laughs> it's going to blow past 59 and a half. That's I'm a not 30, touching it. That's a 31-29 game. I am I am all over Western Kentucky minus six. I got him at five and a half. Locked it in. I'm picking against the dogs. Oh. Oh, negative. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, negative oh, Nancy oh, yeah. over here. No. <laughs> you're about to get kicked out of here. Alright, Tapes, you're up first. Give me your pick. Mm, Western 45-27. We're going to blow our average score per game out of the water this week. For sure, Tapes. Great pick. I got Western Kentucky. (laughs) 52-10. That's my favorite score. What? Goodness gracious, Peck. If it goes 52-10, you don't want to walk in this studio on Thursday night at ten thirty, I can quite promise you afraid that. Afraid that's what it's going to be. Well, that's quite the afraid. Over. Yeah, it is. And I said it, I didn't think it would hit. I'm, I'm s- smashing the over. I got forty five twenty eight. I'm okay. S- Tapes, what was a smash for you? We talking like seven bucks? Twelve. Is that, is that three and a half might, units might, for you? Might go 12. twelve bucks for Tapes. I'll take. Uh, I think Tech keeps it close for a little while. Oh, like but the first. I, I think ultimately. It's the Austin Reed and Malachi Corley show. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I just think we can't keep up. We're not yeah. going to keep up. No, I, I don't think we it's can gonna keep It's going to get up. out of hand I, quick. I think it'll be Western Kentucky 43, Tech 24. Like, If we score 24 points, I will be ecstatic. Well, that's the problem. That's a lot of the problem. Like That is a lot of the problem. Because 24 points in college football, quite frankly, stinks. You think we're going to score higher than our average? No, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying 24 points stinks. Like you're not very good. And it, and listen, you you might be ecstatic. I'm gonna be ticked because that's terrible. Like if you get beat by three touchdowns at home, like all of us project at least, like that's a problem. But we'll find out two nights. We're 48 Bex, hours Bex, out. Beck's got him picked by six touchdowns. Yeah, Beck's a loser. <laughs> he doesn't know anything, Tate. For John Tabor, for Beck Age, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, 
Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech.